It's uh, 1029 The Hog with Borna, Mitch, and Mandy. And uh, on the line, we have your your buddy, uh, Mitch, uh, Mike Nepinski, who was, I mean, made national news with his his harrowing story. So I'll let you, I mean, you know him and you know the story better than I do. Uh, kind of introduce him and in, in all that he went through and hear from him. Well, uh, I'll, I'll start off by saying me and Mike Nepinski go back a number of years. He was a handyman for some of my rental properties, and he used to do work for me. He met our families. Also, Guido is married to Mike's uh, either aunt or mom. Who who's Guido married to? My aunt. Or, I mean, Guido is Guido is your your aunt's brother. So anyway, there's family ties here with Mike, and um, he was here until about '99, and then he relocated to Seattle, Washington area. So uh, the story that happened was Mike went on a I guess a adventure hike type thing in the mountains. I don't know if you were on Mount Rainier, Mike. Yes, I was on Mount Rainier, the uh, tallest volcano in Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can see it from any. I've been to Seattle once. You can see it no matter where you are. There's there. a lot yeah, of it's yeah. beautiful, very yeah. picturesque. Yeah. So then, um, just tell us you went on a you went on a hike, and then just tell us kind of what happened as uh, your adventure unfolded. Well, the adventure unfolded as with. All my fun adventures, a little bit of stupidity involved and stuff like that. Um, basically, I just went up there with my friend. He was going to snowboard down, and I, was, I didn't have skis or a snowboard, so I was just going to hike up and then snowshoe down. Um, so we got up there, um, separated around camp near, and then um, we were going to meet back down in the parking lot. I uh, started heading down, and it got into whiteout conditions pretty quickly. Um, I saw a couple people skiing down and was expecting to see more, but I didn't uh, all of a sudden. Uh, my GPS failed. Uh, I had my phone on low battery mode, and so my GPS didn't work. Um, we got separated, and I'd say about... They closed the gate at 5 o'clock to the parking lot, so I'd say about 4.45, I started realizing I wasn't going to make it to the uh, parking lot in time. And uh, that started getting dark, and I couldn't see even with a headlamp or anything like that because of the snow and the dark. And the conditions were really rough. I was uh, off trail. So I laid down for a little bit. There's large rocks. I crawled under a rock, and sheltered, figured I'd stay there overnight until I could get help. I got cold really quick, was shaking and stuff, so I figured I'd get back up, start walking, and uh, keep moving so I wouldn't get hypothermia or die or anything like that. Um, I got back up, started walking, I remember that much, and I must have taken a fall because... Next thing I remember, I woke up in the hospital. I had a black eye and banged up knees and stuff like that. And when was this, Mike? Recently. Yeah, right. this was on November 14th. Is, okay. So, really, that's only that's 16, 17, 18 days ago. Yeah. That's it. A couple weeks back. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't very, very long ago. Okay, now, so that happens. You, you remember up to that point, and then you blacked out and woke up in the hospital. During yeah. during the time of the rescue, 
Do you remember, uh, you must have talked to your friend who you went hiking with and he was going to snowboard down and you were snowshoeing. Um, what what was his, how did you guys separate? Like you said, he was going to snowboard down and you were just going to climb down or whatever. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And when the uh, forest rangers came around to kick everybody out of the parking lot at five, um, got to be 515 and he said well hey look my friend uh is missing up there he's an experienced uh climber you know something is definitely wrong so then they uh launched search and rescue about in the white three hours later are they able to do that in a whiteout a search and rescue with helicopters and such no there was a delay in my uh rescue because of the conditions so I wasn't found until the next day, and it was getting towards um, dark the next day. So it was so about 24 hours? Yeah. yeah. Almost? I was, uh, I was lost about from the time I realized I was screwed until the time I was found, it was about 24 hours. So what did they tell you happened while you were blacked out? Um, I... Went into hypothermia. I was severely hypothermic when they found me. Um, I guess the brain, from what I've learned now, the brain shuts down its uh, cognitive abilities, you know, to think, make rational decisions. Um, Pretty much just slows down to your heartbeat and your lungs. So when search and rescue helicopter spotted me, they said that I waved, but... They said that could be just a basic core reflex because it brings the temperature down 30 degrees when a helicopter is above you. So they said I could have just been trying to shield my face. Um, wow. By the time the ground crews got there within another hour. Well, if you, and you know what, Mike, if you would have laid and stayed under that rock, you would have never been found. That's true. Because they they could there's no way they could find So you, you. were just out in the in the in the open on the on the mountain somewhere. Well, n- even with my coordinates, the search and rescue had trouble finding me because it's a lot of large rocks. Um and I was dressed wearing green and black. So the rescuer said, "Yeah, next time you go out hiking, don't dress up like a tree." That's <laughs> Good advice. Of- I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Make sure your phone battery is is charged. Yeah, but boy, your GPS. But man, that's uh, that's crazy. All right, uh, let's have more with Mike and hear about the rest of his story here. Okay, uh, coming up next, it's Born and Mitch and Mandy. One zero two nine, the Hog. It's one zero two nine, the Hog with Born and Mitch and Mandy. We're speaking with Mitch's buddy Mike Napinski, Milwaukee native, lived in uh, has lived for uh, about tw- over twenty years on the West Coast in uh, Seattle, Washington. Caught in a whiteout condition on Mount Rainier and uh, was missing. For 24 hours till rescue workers found uh, found you, Mike. Uh, pretty much hypothermic, from what you told us earlier, and then uh, and then air, and you said you you blacked out or don't remember, and then woke up in the hospital. You know, roughly a day or so later. Yes, sir. Okay, now you were airlifted. Someone must have shimmied down some type of cable or some kind of rigging system, and then they put you on one of those stretchers that you see in rescue situations. Absolutely. And then you went down the mountain in that. When When is your next memory? Uh, my next memory was waking up in the hospital uh, with my hands tied to the bed and a, 
uh, intubated the tube down my throat for breathing. Um, and, uh, I remember, yeah, the, the nurse telling me what had happened. You know, I knew I obviously was in the hospital and something went wrong. Um, so she kind of filled me in. I had, uh, arrived via helicopter and I went into cardiac arrest immediately. Um, I was put on, um, they gave me CPR for 45 minutes, uh, what's a pretty damn long time. I was 70 degrees was my temperature when I got there, which is severely hypothermic. Um, and they hooked me up to what's called an ECMO machine. Basically, they cut uh, cut my legs open, grab, grab my femoral arteries, and they pump blood into one femoral artery and bypass my heart and take it out of the other femoral artery run it through a machine that takes out the carbon dioxide, um, reoxygenates the blood. Um, you know, I was put on a ventilator. I was, I was on the most advanced life support in the world. Um, so you I mean, people, you all really almost died. Well, he did was, die. was almost really dead, right? Yeah. Like I right there on the my doorstep. My heart wasn't beating for 45 minutes. I was unable to uh, breathe on my own. Yeah, it's a kind of a fine line, I, I guess. I mean, I'm here and talking to you, but uh, <laughs> I guess some would say that I, I was dead for a while. Okay, so during that time when you were technically dead, um, did you see, like, a bright light? Did any of your dead relatives come and talk to you? Because people that have near-death experiences, they say that they see things like that. Did you experience anything like that? That is the most commonly asked question. I yeah. actually did not. I okay. think... Uh, my brain was shut down from cold, so I wouldn't have any uh, memories or anything of that. So no subconscious even. We don't know. No, Nothing like that where he had a dream yeah. or you thought about anything. It's just, just so crazy. What a crazy story. Now you're in the hospital, and they did these procedures, and they. Uh, I heard you were the coldest person they ever brought back to life uh, successfully. I heard things like this. That uh, maybe. True. I've been Googling a lot of things because there's so much to my story that I just don't, I don't know. But I do, I do know that it's definitely going in some uh, medical journals and stuff like that. Wow. It's definitely. Uh, You'll be a case study for Do you for have years. any repercussions right now or are you like back at 100%? Because it said like two days later you were walking. Uh, the two days later walking thing, <clears throat> when they took me off of the ventilator, pulled that tube out of my throat. They asked me if I wanted anything, you know, pain medicine or, you know, this or that. And, and you wanted a McRib because the McRibs are back today. Oh, no, that was a while oh, back. Today you can get one, yeah. <laughs> right. A couple weeks ago, yeah. All right, I'm sorry to interrupt you. What did they say? You wanted something? And it, Mitch, it's lunchtime and I want a freaking McRib. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, what, what, did you, what did you say when they asked you if you wanted anything? Oh, you know, I, I asked for my mother, talked to her and stuff. And I asked them if I could walk. And so they got me a walker and some assistance around me. And I walked, you know, down the hallway and back. Um, so, I, so I think just getting moving and stuff was uh, vital to my uh, quick recovery. Uh, I do have some stuff like uh, the lasting damages. I have some frostbite. You know, my, my fingers are a little black. My one hand is numb. My toes are numb. Um, I get really short of breath. Uh, you know, I used to be able to go running all the time and hiking and stuff. 
Uh, now I uh, I get short of breath. Well, just is walking to take a dump. Let's take uh, let's take the frostbite <laughs> first. The, some right. some of that frostbite you get you get uh, the blood circulates a little bit more, and you'll be apt for your fingers and toes to get colder quicker. But is that yeah. stuff is that stuff going to come back a little bit more? Are you going to have more feeling and and things? I'm not sure. It's been a couple of weeks and. Honestly, if I if it doesn't come back, that's fine with me. I'm learning to adapt uh, without sensation in my hand. You know, it's not it's just not a right. And um, let's see what else. I would I would ask you. You didn't lose any extremities. They didn't have to cut off any toes or fingers. Uh, no, thankfully not. Yeah, that's that's, that's amazing. That's, you're like a right walking too. miracle. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Like wow. Yeah. And then I think. Just it, it's natural just to think this. Does your penis still work? Okay, no. well, bitch, but, but come I don't on. know. I, but I don't know <laughs> if it does. But because that, that's an extremity. It is an extremity, and I woke up and it was black. It was black and blue. The whole frostbitten the whole area, right? Just like um, anything, frostbitten. Yeah. Oh no! So yeah. now what? Yeah, I'm not sure if that's from the uh, surgery or the frostbite or whatnot. But uh, luckily, it has blood flow to it now, and it looks normal. It's uh, and I'm hopefully it'll still work. I'm well, hoping we got to try that out. Um, do, let him do his rehab first. Let, I know, slowly, but slowly but surely he will. Yeah. But yeah. I, I can set up something. All um, right. I know someone on the West Coast. We can set you up with a hooker or something if you like. Oh, I, I know you. You would hook me up, Mitch. I know you. You got the hookups. So I'll, we'll what try to. For me? But 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 as far as you know, you're just you're. It's unbelievably, uh, just everything. Your mindset's got to be. You're still on God's green earth, and you're here with us. And you really have, although some afterburner stuff, you really are getting around. You're walking. You're talking. Um, I think your wind will come back. I think your breath will come back, somewhat. Yeah, hopefully the wit. I'm looking forward to my wit coming back. Right on. Well, that's is an amazing, harrowing story, yeah, Mike, and God seriously. bless you. I mean, the, you know, obviously, it's 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 crazy that you like Mandy said a walking miracle. Are I mean, you going to shop the rights of this to like Netflix yeah. or whatever? Because this could totally be like a, an amazing movie. You know, that's not a bad idea. I actually thought about writing a book. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I put it down. Yeah, I put it. Start putting it. it down because you never know. You know um, yeah, you don't know what. I, I think it's made for TV for sure. Maybe even a feature film. Um, Mike, when was the last time you were in town? Me and Debbie Sue had his cousin Sam and Mike was over for dinner. Was that last year in the summertime? That was um, about a year ago. That was uh, for Halloween a year ago. Just so, over a year ago. Yeah, he was in town like a year plus ago, and we yeah. had him over for some delightful sausages. And uh, Mike, Mike had four okay. sausages. Yum. There, there. Uh, we don't get meat like that out here. We get tofu and gr- crap like that. So yes, your meat was exceptionally well. Oh, exceptional meat, Mitch. It was good. Yeah, so exceptional meat. <laughs> so, um, anyways, Mike, just uh, just to talk to you again is great. Send me whatever you can uh, privately, and um, I'll share it with people that I know. There's a lot of listeners right now that are listening. Can you please say hi to Jamie before we cut you off? Jamie is listening. Jamie is your aunt, and she's listening right now. Hi, Jamie, and 
hi to the rest of my family in Milwaukee. Um, you'll be, uh, Mike, you'll, you'll be back when you can. And, and quickly, just say hi to Al. He, he asked me to. Oh, Al the plumber, Mr. Discount Plumber. Yeah. Hello, Al. I love you. Thanks for being an inspiration and helping me with my uh, recovery. All right. God bless you, Mike, and all the best in your recovery, and have a, have a great holiday uh, as Thank well. You all. Okay. All right. I'll Thanks, talk Mike. to you soon, brother. Love you. It's 1029 The Hog.